Now, I had been out there the week before to do stuff there. Our light behind us just turned <laughs> off. everybody welcome back to voices and this is mike hey guys <laughs> mike is uh is our video editor and a very longtime friend who hasn't been on camera yet and he not thought on, not on not on this channel not on this yeah not on this channel and he thought it'd be a good idea to bring alcohol fun alcohol not like can't wake up tomorrow alcohol uh yeah so in today's video, we are going to be sharing some real-life paranormal experiences that we have had over the years. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> we we've we've had we've had a few a uh, couple collectively. Um, I've yeah. had I've had a lot uh, a lot of them, um, mostly because I was a really dumb child and didn't know when to you know say no to you know dangerous things. So would you like to would you like to kick it off? Yeah, because my first one is like not even that crazy. It's just like a little awkward. Um, yeah, I always say that like I watch a lot of paranormal investigation shows, and I would love to be a paranormal investigator, but because I have a child, I'm not comfortable with this possibility of like bringing some stuff home. I would love to do that. It is dangerous though. It's dangerous for a lot of reasons. You could get hurt. There could be real people in there. Like a lot of bad things can happen. So I would love to do it. It looks like so much fun. And I'd be curious to see how much of a chicken I actually am given real life situations. Um, yeah. So my first story, because I only have a couple, um, is when I was uh, probably about six or seven years old, maybe eight at the oldest, at the, the oldest, um, I went to stay with my cousin at my grandmother's house on my mother's side. And my grandfather had passed away when I was, I don't, I don't actually have any memories of him. So it had to be before I was like three or four years old. I was really little. Um, and so one of the things that we, there was like a bunch of people over cause there were some people from out of town. So there was a lot of us staying in the house, but of course the kids stayed up the latest. And so I remember like we were walking and, uh, we walked to the back and we were like getting ready to go to bed, but we stayed up and we watched TV. We were the only ones awake. And um, we had the door closed to the bedroom that we were staying in. And we had kind of been, there had been some subtle things before that didn't really make any sense that we a lot, because I think we were kids and it kind of freaked us out. We just kind of dismissed it. Um, but the door did this very bizarre, like it, it turned, and it is an older house. So I'm taking that into account as I'm telling this. But the knob on the door turned and it opened, but it opened like just like this far. Almost like someone sticking their head in to like check on their kids mm -hmm. and then it closed and the knob went back to normal. And so I was like, mm, nope, I'm never staying here again. It scared me so bad, but, but it was interesting because that was always the room that the kids stayed in in that house. So it was very much like, I just kind of felt like it was probably just like a check-in thing. But I started to notice when I was older, I would have pictures of my grandmother sitting in this chair or like standing in the kitchen. And in every picture that I ever took of her on those little like 
one-time use cameras, there was always this like white outline of something standing over her shoulder. And like, and it wasn't in every single picture. Like I could take two back to back of her sitting in a chair and it would be there in one and then it wouldn't be there in another. And I remember like going back and looking at those pictures and just kind of feeling like, well, maybe it was him. Like maybe it was my grandfather. Maybe he was checking on the kids. I don't know. It was kind of, I remember being that little. And at that point, I didn't really believe in that stuff. But there was always that possibility of it being real that made it scary. So um, it, was, it was weird. I didn't go over there for a really long time after it. I can't really blame you. I mean, like, uh, regardless of, you know, what age you are, um, yeah. you know, stuff, unexpected things can be can, can be pretty scary. Yeah. So um, true. I have I have a few stories, too, but I want to set the stage a little bit because um, all of these stories... So I'm from South Georgia, um, born and raised, uh, spent most of my life because I haven't quite spent half of my life up here in Atlanta yet. Um, but I, we, there wasn't a whole lot to do down in South Georgia except get into trouble. Um, and we got into plenty of trouble, but, um, there was a particular road, uh, which was named, uh, locally as uh, seven churches road. Uh, legend has it that there were seven churches on this road where the settlement of Albany actually started, the plantations and whatnot, all that good stuff. Um, it was, did not have seven churches on that stretch of road when I was, uh, when I was living down there. Although it still had for like a, I think like a five mile road, it had an obscene number of churches. Um, there were four visible, um, Two of them were still in use. So, but um, this road, uh, which is now closed to the public, so don't try to go there unless you really want to get shot, because um, the farmers there will will shoot you. I uh, had a buddy of mine go down there probably five, six years ago and came back with holes in his truck, so legit, they will shoot you. Yeah, no trespassing. <laughs> no, no trespassing. <laughs> Uh, but at the time that we that uh, that that I was living there, it was a public access road, um, and part of the reason why it got closed is because the newspaper ran an article about all the hauntings and stuff there uh, for like a Halloween edition. Oh yeah. And all of a sudden, all those good old boys with their big old trucks, they'd start oh, no. roaring Tearing through. through it. Yeah. Oh no. So it pretty much ruined everything. Um, you know, they're just, can't, can't have anything nice. Anyway, not that, not that a haunted road would have, <laughs> would be nice. But, um, so one, one, uh, one night, um, early in my, in my experiences with this, uh, with this road, um, I was driving and at, at the time I was driving my truck, which had a CD player that worked sometimes, but so I mostly listened to the radio. I do not like where this is going. Go ahead. And, um. It, but the, the radio didn't really work that well on that road. And um, the song um, Total Eclipse of My Heart came on. And, I'm so uh, uncomfortable already. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, I haven't heard this so, story. I think you said none of these I've yeah, heard, Yeah, right? none okay. of these you've heard So this before. won't be the, this will be like my first, I'm listening with you guys. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, it, it, it has that nice little uh, that that nice little chorus is you know it says turn around um and uh for copyright reasons it won't go further but for uh not copyright reasons it kept kind of 
buzzing out a bit um in between so i just kept on hearing turn around turn around turn around and then all of a sudden i was like well that's weird and then 30 seconds later my truck turns off my truck which had taken me everywhere no problems up to this point turns off here's something about this road there are no street lights oh my god and also you've never been it no you've never no even seen the pictures. i'm not interested well i'll so look at pictures i'm not i would the, never um, yeah the it's all old growth oak down there so it's all like this canopy y'all have seen the pictures of the old south and whatnot with the old growth oak making the nice beautiful arches with the spanish moss yeah over the, over the carefully manicured avenues <laughs> yeah this shit was a uh a dirt road <laughs> and it had but it still had the oaks and during the day it really was quite nice but at night not so, not much. so much um even in full moon you couldn't see anything so my first reaction is to stay the hell in the car. Yeah. I've seen the movies. I know I know what happens to people that get out of the car. Yeah, that's true. No, I'm staying in the car. <laughs> um, what felt like a long time, but still probably only about 30, 45 seconds later, my car, my truck turns back on. And my headlights turn on. To a deer in the oh. middle of the road. Oh my god. <laughs> this deer. Did that scare you? That had to startle you. Well, it sure as hell scared me because it wasn't alive, Angel. Oh. It had been deadified by what I'm still hoping is a pack of coyotes. However, oh. it was very quickly in, in my way, very quickly very dead and very bloody um, with oh. blood all over. And obviously it wasn't there before, because you would have seen it before the truck cut off. Right. Right, yeah. So, you can I imagine. Think, yeah. Um, first you say it, then you do it. Um, and y'all have seen, I'm sure y'all have seen Dukes of Hazard, where where the Hazard boys turn the general lead around on a dime. Um, just, and you think it's movie magic. It's not. They actually did it, because I did it. <laughs> I got way the hell out of there. Uh, so, yeah, that was one of my early experiences of being threatened with a dead animal. Um, what so, the fuck? Uh, so obviously I went back there probably about a hundred more times. <laughs> God, I know what else is going on. I, when you first said there was a deer, I thought you meant like it was just like chilling and like standing there looking at you. Like, I that's mean, what I thought you meant. Well, it I wasn't would've... thinking like. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it, it was facing me. Right. Yeah. And probably if it still had eyes, it would have. Yeah. No, it was, it was mostly gore. It was bad. It, um, yeah, and I don't do well with gore, yeah. Um, but I was a lot better about it then, and so I was more like terrified than versus just sick, like, like, yeah, you, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, so that uh. was so, so that was one of my early, uh, early ventures down there. That so. sounds scary, yeah. So, we live in Atlanta. And there is a, you know, a ghost tour, of course, um, that takes you around like, uh, is it Midtown? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It yeah, takes Midtown. you around Midtown. Um, and you know, when you start the tour, it's still, the sun is still up. I guess it probably depends on when you go as far as the seasons. But when we went, it was still daytime. And so it was four of us. Um, it was myself, Mike, 
his wife, my other best friend, and then um, the guy that I was seeing at the time. And we were like, this is going to be so much fun, you know. And you don't get to go into any of the buildings. It's all from the street. like. And they're talking about the stuff and telling you all these stories about whatever happens. So there's kind of like, this is like two stories in one, I guess. There's no point really splitting them up. But when you start out as daytime, and we, I don't even remember what was significant about this place that we stopped at. I don't remember any of the story. I don't remember why we were there. But on the way through this ghost walk, we stop at this like pretty small house looking building with like a slab concrete uh, like porch on the front. Um, not covered or anything. And... Mike has got his camera and he's like taking pictures. We're not allowed to go inside. And he takes his camera and he puts his camera like inside the bars, like just taking pictures, see if we catch anything, right? So everyone, you like you do, right? And so everyone at this point has walked away from me. And I'm in the process of leaving this lab. I'm like just about to rejoin the group. And I feel this like tug on my pocket. And my instinct, like right away, I'm just like somebody, one of them is going to be behind me messing with me. It's going to be this big joke. There was no one around me. Everyone else was right in front of me. Like, um, I don't know, not that far, but far enough. And I was just like, nope, don't like that. So we walk, I walk away and I go and join them. And I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't long after that. Mike starts going through the pictures on his camera, right? We did mm -hmm. that while, like right after. And he had captured, well, let you tell what you captured. <laughs> so, um, so a little, little context to this, uh, this, this building, uh, was the last, a residential Victorian home in Midtown. Oh, okay. There's there's another okay, Victorian right. home um, several blocks north on the on the street over, um, but it's actually zoned for commercial. This was actually a residential house. Yeah, it looked like a home. Yeah, and it was, but it was the last Victorian residential house in, in, in Midtown. Oh, okay. I didn't, I couldn't remember what it was. So that's that's why it was significant. And, uh, and the estate would not sell to the city and to this day still will not sell to the city. So it's just kind of, you know, hanging out, sitting there. Um, so I took a picture inside and, um, and it was this outline and a few minor details. You know how ghosts get, they, they're kind of camera shy. Yeah. A little camera shy. Um, of what looked like a boy. I know what you're thinking, Mike. It couldn't have been a boy. It had to have been a girl because that's what the movies say. All Victorian homes had that. <laughs> haunted by little girls. <laughs> haunted by a little Victorian girl who died of, like, I don't know, smallpox or something. One of the, maybe polio. I don't know. One one of them. F. Whatever. It was a boy. It was. It yeah. was definitely a boy. Um, and, uh. And that's what it felt like. It yeah. felt like this very childlike acknowledgement yeah. of like, hey, excuse me. So, like it literally felt like someone had stuck their thumb like inside my back pocket and had like tugged on my jeans. And one of the really funny parts about this story, like it's pretty creepy because, yeah. you know, you take it, a picture and you're not, like, you yeah. don't expect a face to be staring at you. So I showed the, uh, the tour guide and she freaked the hell. The person who like takes you to like do she's this. like halfway bored with it. This is probably her like millionth, millionth one. one. Yeah, and she's just like yeah, this is a, all right. Moving on, and I show her the picture, and she's like, "What the, what the <laughs> hell is this?" I'm like, "Yeah, I just took it." And she's like, "No, you didn't." No one. Yeah, 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 I did. She was like, "This is amazing." 
this is insane. That is, that's creepy as shit. What? I was going to say, you know who was not super impressed with this photo? The person who just had their pocket tugged. I was like, she was, nope. She, <laughs> she was nonplussed about it, uh, as was my wife. My wife was like, all right, it's time to go. <laughs> um, Moving on to the next piece. <laughs> yeah. So, no, that, but that was, that was a lot of fun. We actually started the Ellis Hotel which in 1952 had a, uh, was on fire. And I think it was 1952. It might have been earlier. I can't remember. I remember the fire story, dates, yeah. Dates are confusing. I'm bad at math. Um, but the, the, the simpler part of the math is the ladders from the fire department only went up to the seventh floor, and it was ten stories tall. So yeah. to escape the fire, um, people several people jumped. jumped out of their windows and fell to their deaths onto the... Isn't the there below. like a, and maybe I'm mistaken. There's this. a plaque that talks about it. Well, on, but on I was going to say, isn't there like, cause you can, it's still a running hotel. Yeah. Yeah. So you can still go there, but like, isn't there like a, no, maybe not a room. Is there like a floor? Yeah. Any, anything, anything eight and above, eight and above <laughs> where it's like really active. Like people have a lot yeah. of experiences there because so many people died in that fire. Yeah. It, it was, it was a tragedy. Yeah. It was one of the, one of the worst uh, one of the worst fires in Atlanta in which the entire city did not burn down. So at the beginning of the tour, she was like, oh, and if you download this app, you'll get like words from the spirits. Kind of like an ovulus, but it's an app. Oh, one of the things that they always say happens in these like hospitals, these sanit- these old buildings where people didn't follow the law. They did kind of their own thing with their medical stuff or their experiments or surgeries or whatever. Abortion always comes up. It's always one of those things where they're like, oh, yeah, and in the basement, they did a, you know, like it's always something that comes up with these types of places. Yeah. And I'll be damned if as soon as we didn't get like anywhere near that fucking building, the word mommy came up on the, on the, whatever that app was. And I was just like, like a fetus ghost would say, you know what I'm saying though? Yeah. Like it's just so, one of those things where it's like, it was relevant, but kind of like at the same time, I don't know. It was creepy. Yeah. And it was just, uh, you know, that, that the place that she's about to, that she's about to talk about, it had a lot of different, uh, different things yeah, that, it, that it was, it was a hospital, then it was an office building, then it was a medical, it was medical a bunch school. of stuff. Yeah. I, so, and of course with these ghosts, with these, uh, ghost tours, the, the facts and the events sometimes are kind of stretched a little bit, exaggerated, mm-hmm. or or um, or as told. Mm. Um, Which doesn't mean 100% honesty. Right. Yeah. So, There's um, fluff. Yeah, they're like, as I understand it. Yeah, which, or, the, you know, or they're sharing other people's experiences too, right. right? So it's like, you don't know if someone just blatantly just made some shit up or yeah. what the now, situation is. Now, the, I do know that it was part of the Georgia the the Georgia State um, <clears throat> uh, Medical Science Building because number one my dad took classes there because um, he he described the, uh, the 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 parking deck that was right behind it um, also it says medical science on the front of the uh, facade so yeah. yeah so when we so when we got to this building it was nighttime it was almost night mm-hmm. like the sun had almost completely gone and so. Uh, Melinda, my best friend, my wife, is standing kind of away from us, and we're like, we're gonna go closer, <laughs> and so that's what we did. So my myself and um, and this this guy that I was dating at the time, like we literally walk up to these doors. And it's like what, like a parking lot, like a dirt parking lot behind ours, yeah, like to well, behind us. Like there's well, like it's, a it, it 
isn't intentionally dirt. It's mostly asphalt, but but it's kind of like a broken been... like parking lot. Yeah. yeah. And so we go up, and of course, like again, you can't go in these buildings. It's super dangerous. It would be a huge liability to go on these tours and be able to go in these places. But like. We're all, like, literally the three of us are standing in a row, and we're standing in front of this door, like, not very far from it, and all in, like, the same breath, the three of us, like, simultaneously take one step back. And we both, like, are, well, and I think all three of us, I don't remember what Gary said, but I know, like, we talked about, like, I felt, like, this immense amount of pressure on my chest mm -hmm. that was this, like, almost like a push, but not like a physical push, just an emotional one. And it was, and like my eyes were watered. I think all of our eyes were watered. Like it was just this very bizarre moment of like, we need to back away from this door. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm good. And so like I go to walk, they stay, uh, Mike and Gary stay behind and I go up to Melinda and Melinda is doing this very creepy ass thing where she's standing like, I don't know, 10 feet, 15 feet away from us towards the beginning of the parking lot. And she's just looking up like this, which is very creepy. And I was like, and I called her name. I don't actually remember how many times it's been a long time ago. Um, but I called her name. I said, Melinda, like I called her name and it wasn't until I was right up on her that she literally, she goes like this. And, and when she looks at me, tears are streaming down her face. She never saw me or heard me come up. And I was just like, yeah, it's time. I'm done. I'm done. We're done. We're going home now. Right? Like, and it was just one of those things where, like, I don't know what made us feel that way, but we were all impacted by that. Mm -hmm. Like, and we didn't even go inside. That was just a freaking parking lot. Like, I didn't care for that shit at all. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a really, like, when we were looking at the door, for me, it felt like something was about to come out. So I needed to move back. Yeah. Like, it was like you felt like whatever. you were being, like, like warned, or I guess forewarned of like just yeah. an event or something. Yeah, it was very bizarre. Yeah, it was it was really weird. Um, it yeah, was I, weird. I remember it pretty. I remember the feelings more than I remember the 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 actual events. Yeah, but yeah, it was very it was very very odd. Couple couple more stories that I have from uh, some from seven churches, and I have so many. I have hundreds of these stories. I've heard um, several with uh, you know both on my own and also with with friends. And so, you know, if there are any uh, comic artists that uh, that, that want to get into to horror comics and have, like, a series or something, hit us up. He's got the stories. I will write them. Draw, Draw them. We're good. Perfect. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll make gazillions. We'll... Uh, We'll, we'll, we'll find it a... would be a series it'd be like multiple yeah. like things we'll, we'll be richer than jeff bezos and ride an even bigger space stick up into space <laughs> anyway space stick into space. oh i digress <laughs> i digress anyway so uh one of my favorite spots to or there are two spots that i absolutely loved to go to one because i just felt i felt at home there um, even though a bunch of people were like, ah, man, hell no, I'm not going near that house. The other one is, is, is a church I'll get to in just a second. The, the first house, though, they, uh, so back in the 1800s, um, there was an, an epidemic of scarlet fever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that came through, uh, that came through Albany. And, um, and one of the things about scarlet fever is that, you just had to quarantine if you were if, if you were infected you had to quarantine but that also meant quarantining with your family which also meant infecting your family which right. also meant killing your family right so yeah. there there was a there was a house like that um and uh you are I, not drinking your beverage 
Sorry. <laughs> Trying to remember, not forget. If I'm going to get a headache, I would like some company along the way. <laughs> um, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, so we, um, so this house, um, situated off the road, you have to, like, take another road down, and there's a, there's a family cemetery, and then this house, just kind of a little bit further down. You can see it from the cemetery and all. I love to sit and park next to the cemetery because um, what I would do and when I had people with me, I loved doing this because it made them super uncomfortable. I would turn the car off, roll down the windows next to the cemetery and just have everybody sit in silence. And a few minutes after that, you can you start hearing conversations you start hearing outside the vehicle outside the vehicle you start hearing um horses you start hearing um people walking around and walking you know walking past the car and uh, having having these conversations that have nothing to do with you by the way it's like you're not there right yeah um and then occasionally the lights in the house well not lights but lanterns um the lanterns will glow and those are the nights that you can kind of approach the house you can't go in the house because it'll fall apart but you can go near the house and you feel you don't feel like skeeved it's one of the very few places where you are feel comfort and hospitality everywhere else you feel like you are not not supposed to be there right however if you approach the house when you don't see the glow bad things tend to happen so um one of one of my friends uh got out of got out of his car one night and walked uh, walked up towards the house and when he got back to his car, he like he all of a sudden he felt like I I need to get out of here. So he got back to his car, and there's scratches all over his arms um, that are bleeding. And um, he was like, "Yeah, I'm not doing that uh, ever again." And um, I mean, I, I told him not to. I, I, to be fair, I I told him not to. He did anyway. But the craziest place, though, the craziest place is what we call the dark church you've heard yes. one or two things about the dark yeah, church i have now this church there are legends and stories there are legends and stories about all these churches because any time a building exists for a number of years there's going to be legends there's going to be stories there's just gonna be something stuff. about it that's like yeah the only thing that um like there's stories about how the the church was built on top of another church that had been burned down because the pastor there got had gone crazy locked the the parishioners in the church and burned the church down there are other stories along those lines and this uh the story about that goes that the only thing that survived was the uh was the bible that they read the go that they read the gospel from and that transferred to the new church and you can't actually take out the Bible from the church without it, uh, you know, doing some really, really terrible shit to you. I never tested that theory. And yes, there was a, there was a Bible in that church. Mm -hmm. I don't know if how true any of those things are. Right. It could very well be 
that that Bible was just left by somebody and then told as a legend. What well, I, sure, right. What I do know is that weird stuff happened around that church. You know the sodium uh, mercury lights that they use and street lamps that last yeah. like six years um, and you know never go out? Yeah. The county would have to replace them every six weeks because they would burn out in six weeks. Dang. They replaced the transformers. All of the and the the street lights on the other side were fine. It was just the ones around the church. Just the ones around the church. There were three of them that kept going out. Church. They actually replaced the actual fixture because they were thinking maybe there's something in the board that's causing this. So they replaced the fixtures. Still would go out. Um. And uh, anytime you brought like a light emitting source, like a flashlight or, or phone or whatever, it tended to die in like you know twenty seconds. minutes. Yeah. Not not okay. seconds, but that's good. But it just takes all the energy goes away. Right. Like, yeah. It just so. it just sucks the energy. Like there's this innervation field around it. It's really weird, and it makes empaths and people who are empathetic but not necessarily empaths. I don't consider myself an empath um, but i'm a very empathetic person it just drains the energy out of me just drains my soul um so yes yeah, so that's the dark church um one of the best stories that i can tell about that is uh is we actually went there during the day one day because we only went there during the night twice yeah. twice yeah and uh that's not a story for for youtube um that that was that was deeply deeply terrifying um and you can't you can't go in it because it's still like a it's been a it had been abandoned since 1981 oh okay, and there okay. Were so no, it wasn't an active church okay it was okay, not okay. an active church as a matter of fact the doors weren't even on it so you could just go in if you wanted yeah to, you like, could just walk uh, in gotcha um, and during the day we had gone in and we'd taken pictures and stuff and there, and, uh, we had a friend, um, uh, who, very, very dear friend of mine. Um, anytime we took a picture of her that looked like there was smoke coming off the back of her, almost like wings on it, on every single picture. And, um, the last picture that I took of her there, uh, she was standing in the doorway and uh, about a six-ish, a little over six-ish, six-foot-ish plume of mist was right behind her, like in the in a general shape of a of a man. Um, so that that was a little creepy. And that was in the daytime. Yeah, that was in the daytime. Now, one of the one of the things that prompted me to leave Seven Churches Road. Uh, actually was because of the dark church you're not gonna believe me <laughs> you're not I, i'm gonna tell you this right now you are not gonna believe me you are going to think i'm full of shit if you don't already think i'm full of shit which i mean you don't know me so fair the dark church disappeared for six months suspense whole drink <laughs> So, I had been out to the dark church about 50 times by then. Yeah. Legit. 50 times we'd set up, um, <clears throat> you know, recorders. We'd set up uh, uh, field cameras and stuff. Like the trap cameras and, and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, to take pictures, to, to get whatever we could. Um, 
until we got smart and realized that, well, they kept dying in, in like an hour. So you weren't able to even like No, yeah. we really didn't get that much. Yeah. But we still went out there because, you know, why not? Um, like you do. <laughs> what else was there to do? Um, and then I went out there one day and I went out to where it is. And again, I had been out there 50 times before. Right. Came around the bend. Didn't see the building. I was like, huh. I guess they finally tore that. I was going to say down. that would have been my first thought was, oh, they took it down. Like they got rid of the building. So I get out and I go to the foundation because this was built on a slab. <laughs> the foundation wasn't there. Now, I had been out there the week before to do stuff there. Our light behind us just turned <laughs> off. So that's fun. So now you know it's real. So. <laughs> I was wondering what changed. I was like, what happened? Um, what the fuck? And the strip is still on. Yeah, anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, so I get there. I go to the slab. Slab's not there. I'm like, well, it's possible that they've ripped it up, but there's no loose dirt. So it's like it never existed. Like, it's, it's like just it like never it existed. was it never was this there. meadow. Only thing that I knew why it was, it, that was the place is just off of the property there was a grave a pauper's grave okay that pauper's grave was still there but where the other graves were supposed to be okay there were three trees three pine trees had to have been at least 20 years old instead of those graves instead of those graves and the church was what did you do were you like what the fuck and then you like so bolted called, like what'd you do so i called my buddy ray and um i'm like hey dude uh what did you do to the church what do like, you and he was like what, what do you mean and i said well it's gone and the only person that loses shit around here is you so what did you do with it where did you put it <laughs> um so he he came out there and he was like this is where it's supposed to be. We went up and down the road five times that day. It was not there. It was like it had never existed. Until about six months later, I'm getting around. I'm, I'm, I'm doing some other stuff around. Because um, I had made some friends with some of the with some of the uh, farmers and stuff out there. So I was because you were out there so much. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and then. One day it just was back and it's creepy ass, you know, all its glory. glory. Um, yeah. So after that, I was like, you know what? Um, we had one more event out there, which was the last time that I was there at night. And, um, after that, we we're like, you know what? We're not coming out here again. It's, it's no, it's dangerous. It yeah. sounds like, yeah, but it was, it was the weirdest thing because it was the first time that um, that I had ever seen a building just cease to exist for, for a number of, uh, for a number of, of months. Okay. So we turned our light back on. Yeah, we were, uh, 
It was really bothering me because it was like I noticed that this like the this the camera is in front of us and then below that is the computer, which is why I keep looking down to look at Mike while he's talking. And like I was like, why does it look so different? And then you said that and I was like, Oh no, that's exactly what happened. Um yeah, I can't wait to go through uh go through this film and post and see what happens. Um maybe maybe there'll be a a, a visitor probably not there better not be this is my house we're filming in my house oh god so, uh, anyway yeah so that's uh that's that's what i've got for tonight yeah uh, just I, I a couple of a, little stories about our own experiences yeah maybe uh ooh, maybe we could do this as a live stream if people are interested mm-hmm. and actually tell tell more and go in depth and, and more Answer stories questions and yeah stuff. i think it'll be fun you have a um, lot more of that stuff than i do i kind of after like our last experience or my last experience i kind of was like i didn't i wasn't interested in having any experiences i didn't want to have any so i feel like i just kind of like closed that door so 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 let's do this um i'm gonna challenge your viewers angel okay so if i uh, so if you like this, you know, obviously share. If you like the channel, obviously subscribe. Mm-hmm. All that good stuff. Um, if this video gets 50 likes, then uh, I will personally convince Angel to do a live stream and we do a ghost story night. And uh, we'll go we'll go until we run out of ghost stories or we run out of viewers. Uh, whichever comes first. I was going to say, <laughs> all the stories you have, I'm going to have a few watchers first. So, uh, so yeah, if, if that's something in, that interests you, you know, like the video, send it to your friends, have them like it. Um, that was not planned. That was creepy as you shit would be ab- both of us. You would be able to see if somebody um, had come in the room and turned it off because the reflection is right there yeah. for the doorway. So you would have been able to, yeah. And, I, and it took me a second to even notice it. Yeah. If it had been planned, it would have been like, what? Oh, I noticed it immediately. Oh my I was God. Just like, I think I was, I don't know why it took me a second. I think because I was just listening and I wasn't paying attention to my surroundings. I don't know. Yeah. No, that, that was... Uh... I'm going to be super mad if, like, a bunch of weird shit starts happening in my house. I'm going to be so mad. So, We're filming at your place next time. <laughs> like, um, so, yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. 50 likes for this uh, for this video. Um, get it out there. Let, let everybody hear the... Let everybody hear the stories. And we'll tell more stories next time, guys. <sighs> yeah. You okay with that? Yeah. That sounds good to me. All right. Let's do it. So, um, so that's Mike. We have another video we're going to do together. We're going to play a horror board game. Um, and, um, you know, if you like seeing him, let me know. Well, and if you don't like seeing me, keep your trap <laughs> shut. <laughs> Only positive vibes in 2021. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, this, this was super fun. And, and also if y'all would like to hear, uh, a conversation between a non- horror aficionado and a horror aficionado um let us know too i think i think that would be really fun to talk about like yeah our, our experiences and how we you know because you you've grown up you've loved horror yeah i i i have not grown up in that in that same situation yeah um so it, i think i think that would be a, an interesting conversation to have sometime yeah so Maybe find some old stuff to watch too, yeah. and just talking about it after the fact. Not some of the newer stuff. This is the newer stuff. We definitely a lot. need to watch Octopus. 
Did you watch Sharknado with us? Were you there the night Melinda yeah. and I watched that shit? <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, I couldn't remember if, like, because I remember that was so... I think that was when we were snowed in, wasn't mm-hmm. it? But I think that, we were snowed in. But that clip of the witch that I showed you, there was, oh. like, that's from that movie. Oh, yeah, we do need to watch the, that. Yeah, yeah. So, That was really cool. Yeah, so it's, it's like... Because you said you were like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> How did they do that? It had to do with the special effects for the time frame, which yeah. back then was, like, nothing. There was no special effects. There yeah. were no green screens, no, like, CGI, and... But, but I have, like, a mass, like, I such an appreciation for anything that's, like, practical, like, effects. Yeah, practical effects are fantastic. The shit. I just learned recently, there's this, like, crazy scene in The Conjuring 3 where the little boy, like, stands up and, like, his body bends. That was a practical effect. They had somebody stand on the table and do that. I was so sure it was CGI. Yeah. It was not. No, it, the practical effects are, are key. They're, they always will be. They will always age better than CGI. Agreed. So, but that's a different show. Yeah. <laughs> Or in every show. Yeah. <laughs> it just depends on how often it comes up in subject matter. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, that's our video on Paranormal Stories. If you want to see more Mike, hear more stories, you heard share the video, like it, uh, let us know in the comments. Um, I hope you guys have a good rest of your week and enjoy your weekend. And we will see you in the next one.